welcome to another edition of Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mum. I am Paul. That's a nice one, nice little rolly one, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm concentrating, turning this down for you, Mark. He's multitasking, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting him to it. Look at this mix, just slowly there, going down. You like being hands on the controls, don't you? Well, look, there you go, and quote all your lovely new music. Lovely. Well, welcome to another edition of the Talking About Podcast, and another week has gone by in the BBL and the NBA, and, yeah, and obviously everywhere else. And we we we've been having a not an argument, but a uh, a debate. I say we need to talk about the NBA first, and you say the BBL. But I really want to talk about the NBA first. Do it. Go. Why do you want to talk about the BBL first? I don't know. I just thought just that's the way we were done it. But yeah. Well, I really want to talk about um, something with the NBA, and I was just disappointed. And this was the Chicago Bulls Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I was and you know, I, I'm there's I, I'm seeing lots out there, but the Chicago Bulls fans, you let yourself down with the way you treated Jerry Krause's, I guess, honor and his widow being present. That was not cool. Yeah, dick Whatsoever. Move. Absolutely no excuse for that whatsoever. And y- you know what? And this is why I wrote all these notes today, because it irritated me that people were booing Jerry Krause. I get it. A hundred percent get it. You've watched The Last Dance and Jordan yeah. doesn't like him. Yeah. Pippin doesn't like him. Yeah, jump on and the bandwagon. They, they built him as that villain. Yeah, hundred percent. GMs aren't your friend. No, they're not meant to be. They are building a successful organization. They're not saying, yeah, we're getting all our friends together here. They're making business decisions that you may not like, but they think is going to be for the benefit for the team. That is a fact. Yeah. And when you've got Jerry Krause, former GM, six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year, and now the Bulls Ring of Honor. Basketball Hall of Famer in 2017. That was just after, I think that was in the year he died. It's just like, come on, man. I I, I don't know if this is a saying. I'm sure I've heard it somewhere, but it's like, you know, I think now he's died, all sins are kind of like forgiven with him, isn't it? Like, is it like, oh, we're going to still be annoyed because he was trying to do the breakup? You won six championships. Yeah, I mean... I'm, I've got a list of what he did for the Bulls because I was so irritated by this. Oh this no. is the this is what he did for the Bulls. So this is really, really you. quickly. Look how feisty you are. Yeah, it just irritated me now. Look, <laughs> his widow sat there crying. Yeah, that, it, that was... With guys around saying, are you okay, are you okay? And she's like, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like... It's not excusable. Man, just though. come on. Like, you're booing him for something that happened 25 years ago that you saw in the, the last dance? Anyway, this is what I just wanted to highlight. Like... So he, he started out, I think he was in with the Bullets. Is it Washington? Washington Bullets? Is yep. that what they were called in those days? Yep. Anyway, this is just a brief overview of some of the things he accomplished. So he urged them um, to pick uh, in the 1967 draft a player from North Dakota named Phil Jackson. <laughs> that name comes up later in the story, doesn't it? Um, he then brought... Um, I think it was one of his friends, a guy called Tex Winter. 
and he was urging him. Guess what he was urging him to do? The triangle offense. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then, I mean, you had Doug Collins. He was the cut. I mean, we've, we, oh, I'm not going to go into this detail because we all know the story because we've all watched The Last Dance. We've got Doug Collins, very Jordan, give him the ball heavy. Um, remember that famous quote? Um, get Michael the ball and everyone get that yeah, out of the way, yeah? yeah? Anyway, he goes, Phil Jackson comes in. Right. And then the rest we all know about. So these are some of the trades he's made. This guy, they're, they're booing. These are some of his trades. Okay, so he uh, he brought in um, Horace Grant. He then traded uh, Alden Polynice for a first-round pick. The first-round pick was Scotty Pippen. Cornerstones of the Bulls 91-93 championships. You could argue those three players. He traded, and this is, I think, I don't know if this is where the... the the tension started between him and, and MJ, but he char um, he traded Charles Oakley, and that was Michael Jordan's like best mate at the time, wasn't it? Was it? Kind of like his mentor. Really but he got it. him for Bill Cartwright. Yep. Okay, what happened with Bill Cartwright? Great center, in particular. Think about the defense he did uh, against New York, particularly yep. uh, Patrick Ewing. Against Ewing, yeah. It's like, come on. He boxed him straight up. And it was later that MJ agreed and said that was the right trade to make later that's not in the last dance no they're not saying that anyway um in that time do you know i said he won M nba executive of the year so between 1989 and 93 the balls got to the eastern conference finals five times in a row three of them they won two of them uh lost to the bad boys Detroit Bad Boys. Great episode. If you haven't seen that, go back and listen to it. Detroit Basketball. Anyway. Okay, so after Jordan retires, who does he get? BJ Armstrong. Tony Kukoc. You know, we all saw that story. It was like you're having a go. Okay. I mean, is Kukoc a Hall of Famer? I don't know that. Is he? I don't know, actually. I genuinely don't know. Well, you check that out, but again. He gets Kukoc. Who else does he get? Definitely Hall of Famer, Dennis Rodman. Um, and I think it was around this time, wasn't it that Sam Smith guy? He brought that the Jordan Rules book out. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. kind of started really driving a wedge between everyone. Um, especially, this is when that quote came out. And his quote was, players and coaches don't win championships. Organizations win championships. Um, now, I can see both sides of the coin here. Yeah, I get it. The organization, they aren't playing. Yeah? The players are playing the game. Yep. The coaches are doing, you know, I get what Jordan's going. Play, you know, he's saying, well, Jerry Krause didn't put on a uniform. I get that. <laughs> but yeah. Jerry Krause put the puzzle together to yeah. let, let them go and play. Almost yeah. like the puppet master. Yeah, 100%. And um, Tony Kuko into the Hall of Fame 2021. Yeah, I thought he had. So, okay, you know, oh, he's such a bad guy. He's bringing this future Hall of Famer in. Uh, he was um, also 96 NBA Sixth Man of the Year and two-time Olympic silver medalist. But yeah, terrible. What a terrible idea, yeah. <laughs> um, now, what I would say against Jerry Krause, uh, could he have managed that better? Yeah, of course he could. He could have managed that better and like massaged the egos, but he's GM. Like, 
there's a film with Brad Pitt in it. If you don't understand GM roles, <laughs> do you know the one I'm talking about? Moneyball. Moneyball. Go and watch that. Go and watch Moneyball. And there's a, a really great line in that where he says, "You, I'm not. I don't want to be their friend." Yeah, yeah. I'll, and he's I'll, like, "Just go and say it to them straight. It's not working out. We're gonna let you go." You know, that is a GM. Um, maybe there are GMs who want to be best mates with them and stuff like that. I don't know, but you know, it's um, it, it was built to be a bad guy in that last dance. And don't yeah. forget, Phil Jackson declined a long-time offer from um, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. He, he, Jerry also offered him another contract. Yeah, but... It was a one-year contract after they'd won. He offered them another contract. Phil Jackson declined it. Yeah, I would also point out as well that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is not... Um, certainly without blame in a lot of those instances because he's the owner yeah no, I get and, he, it. and he has the I gym but and and because he's an owner also of other teams in chicago and but he he did say to jackson phil jackson here's the contract however we are going for the next the next wave yeah exactly and jackson was like i'm out anyway yeah. but it was offered um and right at the very end of the last dance, see Jordan's face when he finds that out. He's like, really? Yeah. Or like, he was offered a contract yeah. um, and turned it down. Anyway, right. Bulls win their six championships. Yep. It all blows up. I'm just going to throw a few more names out that um, Jerry Jerry Klaus brought. Uh, Elton Brand, Ron Artest, Marcus Fitzer, Jamal Crawford, Jay Williams, Tyson Chandler, Jalen Rose, do I need to go on? And these are players that signed. There is so much speculation um, mm. about players that he almost signed. Like, oh, yeah. Um, was it... I can't remember if this was in the last dance or not, but wasn't it... Um, Tracy McGrady was linked at one point mm. as a real young guy. I mean, he was Maybe. always going home to Orlando. He was always yeah. going home. But I'm sure Chicago were in that conversation because oh, there was a few at the time. time. Um, and then, in t and this is why I feel for, feel for that moment because in 2003 he resigned and he said uh, outright, I'm resigning because of poor health. This job has impacted my health. Yeah, I mean, nowadays it's, it'd be a different story, wouldn't it? He's put, he has put his body, his physical and mental health on the line. For all those years for the Bulls, I mean, let, and he's died, and you boo his widow. Yeah, that's. I mean, let, let's be fair. He wasn't the most sprightly of characters, but um, uh, but yeah, that's the way that they did that as well. You know, the whole point of the ceremony, it was rushed. I didn't get it. What's the and point they, of it? well, like, the thing is, they said you don't oh, have Jordan, you don't have Pippin, you don't have Rodman. Okay, well, well let's rearrange it for when you guys can make it. Yeah. Oh, the weather. Rodman, the weather, Dennis. All right, we'll wait for you for it to be sunny. Yeah. Like, come on. He couldn't fly in. But Jordan was like, yeah, he ain't going in the room. I wouldn't bother doing it. So those, the, the main three people. And also, you, look, like, you've got to remember when Phil Jackson, they, everyone's like, oh, okay, he's going to leave. What did he do next? He went to the Lakers and then he won three championships. <laughs> uh, four championships with them. 
Yeah, I'm plus he's already work out plus how many that is. Plus he's already won. Uh, I two. think he won one or two. He won. No, he won three at least in Valet '99. No, no, sorry, I was thinking in his playing career. Two. In his playing career was it two? Two. 1970 and, and 1973 balls. with the Knicks. Probably the last time the Knicks were ever good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to pick on the Knicks here. I do. They suck. The um, that the Nets. Bulls crowd almost made me think. Hang on, is is this a like a Knicks crowd? Yeah, the, like the Nets have been more uh, uh, have been the stronger team in terms of the New York side of things. And this, yeah, this is what I don't get with all these things. And this is what you have GMs. I mean, what a difficult position these guys are in. You've got GMs and it's like, okay, right, I've got my best guys now saying, I want to be on 80 million. All right, like, I want to be on 90. Na- next player, he's on 80. I want to be on 90. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, oh, they're on 100, right? Uh, my contract's up now. I want to be on 100 as well. And you know what? It's just, you look at it and think, when you're a player, I get it. I want to get paid. I got a payday, but it's like, do you want payday or do you want to win championships? And at a certain point, yeah, you were the most highest payer. Brilliant, well done. If you went back in your career and said, "Look, I'll just take one mil," are you going to win a championship or more chance of you winning a championship? Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, I th- like LeBron, does he need his contract, or do, <laughs> could he turn around and say, "Guys, take that money." Get 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 some get some help. So I think I'll be on one mil. I think there's a there's a bigger thing there. So you, you have two points on that. One, if we're going to talk about GMs, let's let's bring it fast forward now. You got Mark Cuban. He sold uh, the Mavs, and with part of the buyout, he said, "You know what? I'm going to give some money back to the guys in the organization." So anyone who's worked within the Mavs organization. Oh, yeah, it was like, wasn't it like 35 million? 35 million. Yeah. That's how much it, the pot is, and he's going to distribute that. Obviously, he can afford to do that, and what a great thing to do. And he's always led by example and, and been a big advocate of that. But he's staying on as head of basketball operations. He he has made some whopping calls in the past of doing things as a GM, and you go, really? Yeah, that's, that's a bad way to do things. And I, I like him, and I like what he's done in the organization, but... <laughs> They, they don't have, if you can name many GMs in history in basketball, you know, how many can you actually name? It's not many because they, they just, they're back office. They're not, they're not a front of house. You see them physically, there they are. But Krause clearly was. He was someone who wanted that. I mean, you saw it in the last dance. He wanted a bit of that limelight. But consequently, people knew who he was. Most people don't know who those GMs are. Who's the GM of Orlando Magic? You might know the head coach, but who's the GM? You know? I, I know people who will know. Of course. But the GM in an organization, generally, it's like you're the, you're the guy who runs it all. Was he the owner and GM? Or was he just the owner? Cuban. Yeah. I thought he was both. Could be wrong. Oh, I'm trying to look it up now. But um, the thing is, when you, and you, he had other people in operations, as far as, as I understood. But... You don't have many people who are that prominent, but Krauss was one of them. And also, the other bit that you brought up about Moneyball. So the thing about Moneyball, if you haven't seen the film, it's not a spoiler, but one of the things that they're looking at is how players are assets. And Jerry was one of those last people who were looking at the players as the assets. And you go, yeah, okay. 
we need to get rid of you. We're going to bring someone else in. We need to get rid of you. know, we own you. You know, you're part of this team. So, you know, you're lucky to play for us sort of thing. Now, fast forward it a little bit further. Then you have the, I want to say Shaq and LeBron. And everyone blames LeBron, but it's as much Shaq as well. Because he went to Orlando and went, no, I'm going to go for some money in LA. Give me a hundred million. Yeah, great. Bang, I'm off. So he, he was calling the shots, went to LA. Then obviously... But that's what I'm saying. As the players but want that, more money, that's the GM. He's got to deal with that. And yeah, then it's but like, ne- okay, you get more money. Okay, I've got to lose this player over here. But he was that end of that era because that era then flipped. And then what we've seen for the last 20 years in, in the NBA is all the players calling the shots. And LeBron has been the biggest example of that. I'm going to go to Cleveland and I'm going to bring all these people. Now I'm going to Miami. Well, I want this super team. Now I'm going to back to Cleveland. I want these people. Now I'm going to go to LA and I want these people. And the players have been calling the shots and some of the contracts now are just lunacy. And it's not just the players, now the coaches. Like Monty Williams on his like, what, 60 million pound dollar contract. Something crazy. And uh, what uh, Detroit at the moment, something like three and... Uh, oh, three and thirty or something it's going history in the make history life <laughs> history right there yeah the, the, the second richest coach i think the, ch- the challenge kraus had as well is the nba salaries were evolving in his time wasn't it like it was going from um where like it was different scale yeah it was blowing up and then someone like scotty pippen who was on a well a great contract as far as the organization is concerned yeah is then like Hey, and I could times this by 50 and that's what or 40 whatever it was yeah but in fairness the uh, owner did say to him I don't know if you should sign this as he was signing it but yeah. again look whatever his um his personal situation was was led to him to sign in that but um yeah and, and you know what contract things I am totally with the, the people and the owners there it's the same as saying I've just bought this thing and a week later it's now on sale you go right yeah but well that that was then this is now i don't think you have those six championships without jerry kraus no you won't of course you don't yes he was a bit of an a-hole mm-hmm. he, his man management wasn't great the way he spoke to people i mean no, i think there was no. one thing he said about phil jackson that was like he can win 82 games and zero losses there's no way he's managing the team and i'm saying that in a nice way not the yeah. way jerry kraus said it However, he passed away in 2017. He's been given this honour yeah. um, from the Bulls, and that's his widow sat there on the court, listening, crying whilst her yeah. um, husband, who's passed away, is being booed. And uh, look, Chicago Bulls fans, it was just you just let yourself down. Mm-hmm. I oh think yeah, is what I'd say. Um, I'd so question t- how many of those people. Our fans of the Bulls. They just watched the last dance. Exactly. Anyway, how I'd many, say... How many were you Bulls fans back when he was still there? Oh, who knows? Exactly. But and that's what I mean, you go. I'm going to end this little segment, Mark. So, uh, Jerry Krause, six-time... Uh, I've got my notes hang on. Six-time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year, Bulls Ring of Honor, Basketball Hall of Fame, inducted in 2017. This is for you. He definitely, he definitely deserves that. You've got to sometimes have the villain to make those plays. Why? Um, but I mentioned, you know, about Coach Spo and Spolester. I can never say his name right. Miami. Yep. 
But, you know, he's been at Miami he's for a while. He's got payday. He has got a payday. 120 mil, isn't it? Yeah, but what's interesting is the not only just the length of the contract, but the fact that they waited for his divorce to go through. <laughs> did you not know that? I did know that. I didn't know you could sort of say it that often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bless him for doing that. But, I mean, an eight-year contract, my only question is, if you're doing that, how many rebuilds is that? Because if you're a player current now, and you look at it's like Jimmy Butler, and you look at some of the other players they got the Two moment. mark, two rebuilds. One for when LeBron goes back there, and then one after LeBron leaves. So why is he going back there? To retire with his with his, with his son playing. Uh, you say that, but the person who's, they're linking their son with, I can't remember who it was. There's, I know that everyone is saying they think I don't know. I don't, I, I, I've just made that well, up. No, no, no. It's true, because they were is thinking it? it's going to be Miami, but there's some other team, and it's like a really random one. It's like Indiana or someone like that, and they're just going to try, because basically everyone's saying, whoever gets his son, they're getting LeBron. Well, and also, let's just now say you're GM. Let, right, you're now, you, Mark, you're GM of the Miami <laughs> Heat. Yeah? Right, first pick. Right, you get LeBron. No, kids. I'm going to the wig shop and I'm going to get a wig like Pat Riley because right. that's a look. You're getting yeah. LeBron James's kid. Mm. Ring, ring. All right, let's do it right now. Yeah. Ring, ring. How's it going? Hey, it's LeBron. Yeah. I want to come play for the Heat. Nah, you're right, mate. How much would you pay to have your son? What? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I would do. I don't want him on my team. What? No. You wouldn't take LeBron? He's nope. going to sell out your stadium nope. for the whole season? No. Nope. Of course you are. No. Nope. But you might say, hang on, what are we going to pay you? Oh, he, he doesn't need it. Well, he would take money. You are a rubbish GM. No. Rubbish GM. Right, I don't let's, want him. Let's do it this the other way around. I'll be better than you. Let's go. Ring, ring. Hello. All right, it's LeBron. Hey, LeBron, how you doing, mate? I've been, I want to get in touch with you. Your talent to return to South Beach, my friend. Yeah. How much you pay me? Half a mil. Uh, Whole season. 500 million. Or I'm going to sack your son right now. I want you to match my salary at LA. No. All right, don't worry about it. We, we definitely won't see you in the playoffs. I'll catch you See you later. Year. This is this is your last moment, LeBron. Go on. No. Would, I think a GM would be thinking, oh, how cheap can we get him? They're not going to be paying him a huge contract. I, I would genuinely, if you're a team like Indiana or someone who gets them, Miami, yeah, Miami has difference because obviously LeBron won two championships there, arguably. Is this kid any good? He's not bad. But is he like first pick? Is he is he going first his, pick? His, his son is not LeBron. I think that's the point. His son is not LeBron. But he's also, he's not, um, he's not Yanis' brother. Because <laughs> Yanis, is, I don't know if you've seen Yanis' brother play. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. it's like, that's that's the... If you're going outside to play in the park, you've got to take your brother as well. You've got an NBA contract, you've got to take your brother as well. He's like... He's not bad, though. He's the worst player in the league. Is he? Hey, when Giannis was brother, in that locker room, who backed him up? His brother was there. Yeah. His brother was in that locker room going, give me that ball! His brother got a flop in like 10 seconds on the court the other day. It's like, yeah, he, he's just purely there just for the, for the numbers. But... Well, it'll be interesting to see. It's that same thing. Do you happens. take someone who is not proven? I, but if you want to get LeBron, that's fine. But if I was someone like Miami, yeah, you may you may say I want to come play. But LeBron wants to be in LA to do whatever he wants to do in the future. 
Wouldn't so it? I would be saying, how much to trade him? What would you give me for him? Because LA have got massive cap, massive opportunities. They could do something. They could move a lot of people. And then, right, look now at Oklahoma City Thunder, right? They traded Paul George from the Thunder and they got back Shy, Gilgez, Alexander. Wow. They also got three other players, plus load of picks, plus load of all stuff in hand. That's all coming into play now. They got all of that for Paul George. And then now they're going, oh, at the time, yeah, we could see he'd be really good. He's now probably the best point at the moment in the whole NBA. You love him, don't you? He's up there with Luca. Like he's, it's him or Luca. It's like pound for pound. Well, look, this is taken a, a U-turn. We're talking about LeBron. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Miami Heat coach. Yeah, I just 120 wa- mil. Yeah, but what I want to know is, if you've got an eight-year contract, what does that think on a player, that, especially someone like Jimmy Butler? Because Butler went to the Heat, and since Butler's been at the Heat, he's been really good, and they've got into the finals, and he's, you know, they're really exciting to watch. But Jimmy Butler is not young. How many turn? How many rebuilds have Miami got in them? If the coach has taken an eight-year contract, but my worry is, you look at someone like Greg Popovich. And look at San Antonio, and everyone's like, oh, he's been there for 20, 30 years ago. So stability, Mark. <sighs> yeah. Stability. Well, that stability is currently propping up the West. <laughs> and also, how long has he been with them already? I mean, he was supposed been there for. He was, he was coaching the LeBron days in 2013, 14, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I mean. So that he's already been there for like 10 years at least. Yeah, if you go head coaching record from Miami from 2008 onwards. 2000, oh God, look, he's, he's, he's been there for 16 years. So and he won, and both championships. Yeah, so the first three years, they lost in like the first round and then the finals. And then they won two yeah. back-to-back championships. And then they lost in the finals again. And then they lost in the finals again. And then they've had a few ups and downs. But, and then they lost in the finals last year. And then two years before that, they out the firm round. Then before that, it was the finals. Like, he's a good coach. If you think Miami, if you think Miami and His ex Orlando. must be going nuts. Oh yeah, that be that's a stinger, isn't it? I don't know. Look, maybe maybe they finished like amicably. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I don't, well, it doesn't matter how amicable it is. If you say I've just signed a 120 million contract for eight years, I'm sure she's doing all right for herself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm it's, sure she's got seven figures in the bank. Yeah, but still, it's like you're getting you're getting more than like 12, 15. 12 to 15 million probably to, it staggers up I don't that imagine. would be like be, being married to someone and then you you break up get divorced and then one of you win the lottery yeah <laughs> oh I don't know why but, I felt that but, so funny but 16 years oh. as a head coach if you then say you've got 8 more years all those players are thinking we've got to win like now or or that's it there so, we go Mark, that's your prediction Miami Heat to win this year well, I don't know if they will, though. They're not playing that well. Okay. So, we'll see. Well, what else did the NBA you got? We've, we've, we're talking about Jerry Crouch legend. But it was actually... An 120 mil contract. It was just actually the, the sort of the level of injuries that people are getting. Um, and also the Clippers. Clippers are doing really well at the moment. And at the beginning of the season, obviously, they, they hadn't, didn't have much momentum. And then Clippers were playing, got in James Harden, and everyone was like, oh, this is bombing. They gone six and you know zero and six with Harden there. Then they won like the next nine or ten straight. They just suddenly clicked. Yeah, sometimes it takes a bit of time to gel, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and saw they, that with the uh, Newcastle Eagles at the beginning of the uh, BBL season, Mark. That's right, yeah. And but they are gelling now, and they really, really do. And you think 
they could suddenly be a contender. So now, fast forward to they're saying Clippers potentially against Boston for the finals. They're already calling that's that's where they, they reckon the finals are going to go. Boston got killed. Yeah. As well. Who, who killed them? Um, oh, oh. This is where you watch so much basketball that you just... They got killed. There's been a lot of shock killings, actually, last <laughs> couple of weeks. Shock killings. Um, who beat them? I am generally trying to remember. Is it Milwaukee? Might have been. What? As in what? This like week? Beaten by like 40, 50, 60. Uh, that was... Uh, I know they beat the Raptors. Why do you not know this? I'm trying to think it was. You were the one who wanted week. to talk about the NBA. Yeah, I know. But I'm trying to think who it was. It wasn't that recent. Yeah, it was. Maybe. Right. Well, whilst you're looking at that, shall we move on to the BBL, man? Do it. Right, so the BBL trophy. Yeah, I feel it, like... it was the Bucks. It was by 30. It was by 30-something, not 40-something. I was thinking. Uh, I think they were losing by loads at, like, halftime or Oh, it, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was it, embarrassing. Yeah. I was like, wow. They benched their whole starting five, seen, didn't they? Uh, Dame's three. Oh. It's buzzer beater. That couldn't have gone in more perfect on the buzzer as well. I... No, I only have a, one thing to say about those things. What's that? Brilliant shots, but the game should never be that close that he's having to hit a buzzer beater three to win the game. That's just my opinion. That game should never have been a one point to win it. You having a go at Dame for, for No, that. amazing shot and the way they inbounded it and got the ball up there and all of that, fantastic. It's funny that Lopez actually calls for the ball like, hey, you're going to pass it back? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick <laughs> up on he does that because he he gives it to him and then he dishes it back and then he does like a little roll puts his hands as you know to look for it and then people are making a joke like oh yeah Brooke wants it back he wasn't he was just pretending he was open or whatever but he knows they yeah. make it it was a up. great shot well great let's get shot. on to the BBL mark do it uh, I wanted something to, to separate NBA and BBL That's not anyway right the BBL is back the BBL trophy is kicking off mark Yes. So, uh, where do you want to start? Group A? Let's go Group A. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at just looking at the tables again. I mean, look at that. I mean, Gladiators have to beat Surrey. This this uh, is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. They got to beat Surrey. So let's let's start to, off with last week because so last week they won against the Sharks. Yeah. They won by eight points, but that was enough to keep them in contention. The first thing that the coach said was like, yeah, we're still in it. So as you say, they really need to win this game tomorrow. Uh, well, it's a huge game, but if, 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 Surrey any chance. can't afford to, to lose it either. No. So last time Surrey played the Gladiators, it was in the league, it was away, exactly what's happening tomorrow yeah and they lost by eight mm. so sorry cannot afford to lose that game and the reason i say that is because the last game of group a is sorry um at home no uh no i think they're away to cheshire phoenix are they home or away to cheshire phoenix uh let me have a look I, I do. When you're saying that, Surrey actually won their previous game as well, didn't they? Against the they haven't lost in the trophy yet. Yeah, against Patriots. So they they won their they won. Yeah, their well game. that was. A, oh, let me come on to that in a second. That was a huge game. Um, 
But I'm just saying it as in that was one. Their next game, Surrey, is against Cheshire, and that's on the 20th. Yeah, yeah. Is it home or away? Home. Yeah, so they're home. But last time they played the Phoenix, they lost by 20. Mm. But it was in Cheshire. So, um, you know, I think if Surrey can get that win in Caledonia, you know, they can't afford to lose. They can't afford to lose, and then say they lose again, the door is open for someone to take that spot. I think what's very clear in the BBL is that home advantage is enormous. I know it, it does play a difference in all games that you play, but the, if you're getting an away win, that's what that's that cherry on top, isn't it? That's what pushes you over the edge. Yeah. Well, look, going on about Group A, you got you, you brought it up. You've got to talk about Surrey away at the Plymouth Patriots. Pat Riots would have been upset <laughs> as they lost 63-65. And um Yeah, that's, it, that it, sucks. What I liked about this, it just looked like a, a, an absolutely fantastic team performance from Surrey. A huge contribution from Paddy at Wang. As always, as always, Wang. But Sa uh, Saquon Jameson uh, with 13 points, 13 rebounds, Mark. That's pretty good. 13 points and 13 rebounds. Yeah, he got his double-double. Oh, I like that. I love a double-double. Almost as good as a triple-double. But it was a bad week for the Patriots. You like that? That's terrible. <laughs> it was a bad week for the Patriots because they lo yeah. also lost at Phoenix. And that was a bit of a drumming by 28 points. 102 <laughs> to 74. Yeah, that was... Um, that. Um, do you know what? I mean, you're just saying that. But Plymouth paid at home and lost. And then they went away to Cheshire at the next day and lost. So that's, that's quite harsh, isn't it? Well... Just wait and see what's coming up for Manchester in five days. Let me get on to that. Well, let's go on to that now. Group B. Now, if 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 you've been watching the BBL, you know exactly what I'm about to say because this has got to be the most exciting game, I think, that I've been looking forward to. The most exciting game. This is Leicester Riders versus the Newcastle Eagles, and I believe it is this Sunday. Yep. So, this is huge. Oh, man, I haven't got the what? table. Newcastle, Can I see your table? Newcastle Eagle versus the Riders. Yes. No, it's on Friday. Oh, it's Friday, is 19th. it? 19th. Oh, I wanted to see the, the table. 19th. Yeah, so in this league, look, London have walked the league, haven't they? They, they yeah. like, look, The league, sorry. They've walked this. They're, they're, they're trophy. Gonna, the trophy. They're going to finish top. I think if you look at it, is it even mathematically possible that someone can beat them? Possibly, but they have to lose their game. But I don't know. Anyway, look, London are going to finish top. Whoever wins the game between Leicester Riders and Newcastle Eagles finish second. So this is huge. This is a game seven. Yeah, there you go. So that's Group A. Group B, you want standings. Let's have a look. Um, you should have this there immediately. Look, so look, London are top. So look, Leicester Riders, they're currently second. Newcastle Eagles. All on four points. Both got two wins. Yep. Both got one loss. You go into the Eagle's Nest. Friday. And last time they went to the Eagle Nest, I believe it was back in October. Yep. And it was a five-point game, which mm. the Eagles clinched 95-90. Um, the last time they played was on the 4th of November at Leicester. And yep. Leicester's beaten by 23. This is good. This is a big game. 
Oh, it's a big game. And what's interesting as well is you've got to remember um, with Leicester, not only have they got um, a bit more momentum recently, and they've got a pedigree of doing well, but they actually have, I believe, Teddy Allen. Teddy Buckets! Yeah, and he's been absolutely pivotal in that step up that they've had. So that I think he's getting like 25, 30 point games. And that's that's gigantic. If you're comparing Teddy and putting him in with some of the other players, every single one of these teams, I mean, London, obviously they've got the depth of multiple players. But with Leicester, he's been really, really set. Yeah, and also when you've got Kimball McKenzie, oh, his yeah. ability to yep. get the ball in the right place. Yes. And Mern Thomas as well. Yeah. But what I think about this Leicester and Newcastle game, which is so huge, is whoever wins that. Yeah. I don't want to say whoever wins this doesn't have to play London again until the final. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that makes so a big difference. So you've got to argue um, whoever wins this game is what? Is Cheshire or Surrey, maybe? You know, it's it's a winnable way to the final. I'm not I'm, saying either of those Cheshire or Surrey is an easy game. No. But what I'm saying is it's not like playing London in the semi-final. No. But if you look at this, obviously Cheshire, Surrey at the moment, they're joint top. But that's why Surrey need to win well, this game because they, whoever finishes second, yeah. like it's mathematically impossible, I think, for Plymouth and the Sharks to actually do anything there, well, isn't it? The Sharks can't do anything. I know... Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Look. But Calla don't... Everyone at the moment can... If the Sharks win two, they could potentially hop straight Oh, no, no that's why. Because they've only got one... Sorry, I'm looking at... They have, they've only got one game left to play as Caledonian Plymouth. Yes. These guys got two, but one's against each other. Yeah. So one of them is going to get a win and go on six points. Yeah. So that's why I think that game against... Surrey versus Caledonia is huge. Oh, it's gigantic. Both, yeah. For both clubs. Because then they need Cheshire to beat Surrey and... But look, whoever finished second is taking on London. Yeah. So Surrey want to get that win to then be able to go to Cheshire and go, look, let's get something from here. Yeah. So if you're looking at that, that those games that are coming up, you've got Caledonia, Surrey. That's massive. Then you've got Surrey versus Cheshire. That's also massive. Because they, they can yeah. make a difference. The big game for me is Leicester Riders versus the Eagles. That's huge. Absolutely yep. huge. Absolutely huge. Um, but look, I don't want to say it. I know it feels a bit harsh, but I, and I, I've said it. I've got a soft spot for the Manchester Giants. Yeah. But they were a bit of the whipping boys last week. In five days, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna go on a bit about it. But five days on day one, they lost the Leicester Riders by uh, 16 points, 104 to 88. Day three, they took on the London Lions. Um, lost by nine, 91 to 100. And then on day five, Bristol, the Bristol Flyers beaten by 25 points, yep. 80 to 105. All their games are played, they're done. That's it. No, are they? Four, they played four all games, games played. Oh, they're, 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 they're putting their feet up. They're get, getting yep. mentally ready, physically ready for whatever it is for the uh, for the season to kick off again. Yeah. But another huge game, I thought. Um, got a, Just briefly, I'll talk about what's on this side. Oh, yeah. Was the Bristol Flyers taking on the Newcastle Eagles at Bristol? Two-point game! 82-84, the Eagles clinch it. And what I liked about this, you had Taj Green 
11 points, four rebounds. I mean, Looking strong, Mark, for the uh, All-Star game. Being picked by the fans, Larry Austin Jr. 18 points, 11 rebounds. You'd, you'd expect Taj to put a bit more in than that. But I'm just, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. Taj, you did a double-double. Come on, do better. No, you said 11 points, four rebounds. 14 rebounds. Oh, 14. You said four. Um, Ricky. Ricky. Well, Ricky McGill. Ricky. Ricky with Ricky. 24 points. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, look, you had, for Newcastle, you had two more players who were two rebounds away from a double-double, and that's Jordan Johnson with 15 points and eight rebounds, and Michael Del Pesh with 10 points and eight rebounds. So you have got three players for Newcastle, double-doubles, and yeah. you've got two players that almost had double doubles. I mean, just looking, just looking at the stats on Bristol, there's five players I'm looking at here with double points, and they're they're doing okay, but they're just. But Mark, if you look more. at that again, Brad Green is the only person who's got double digits for rebounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I, I think New, Newcastle won on the boards, but you know that's just my humble opinion. I would say just the interesting thing about all of that stat is that a lot of the times, a lot of the minutes that people have had, 40 minutes, 37 minutes, 39 minutes, 38 minutes, a, a lot of these people who are, I'm guessing, starting fives, high utility. That's quite interesting. So, you know, they're not having the depths of everything. But well, there you go, Mark. All eyes on Leicester Riders and the Eagles. And I guess Surrey. Yeah. Surrey and um, you've got to see the Surrey Caledonia game. They're the big ones. But let's, who have you got? Who've you got? Um, well, I had a Adam Riabi was on last week, yeah. and I said Surrey Scorchers, so I, I'm going to stay faith with Surrey. I think that would be nice um, because they're not going to do anything necessarily in the league. So it'd be in, whereas Cheshire have potential to do something in the league potentially. And oh, I know you got a soft spot for Leicester, so I will go. I will. I will stick. With Newcastle faithful, I'm going to say Newcastle at home. The bold Eagles. I think they're going to go through. <laughs> I think right. the Eagles' nest is a tough place to go. Those, uh, what, 3,000, 3,500 fans? Yeah. I think Teddy Buckets is going to put a show on. I think he's going to Let's really see. Dig, dig into Let's it. Let's see. But yeah. But that, that was an interesting one. Well, thank you very much for listening to our show this week. It's been a slightly different spin on it, but we'll keep them changing as they go. And uh, I have been Mark. I have been Paul. And we haven't mentioned that dreaded B word today. Well, Mark, let's talk about badminton then. You don't get GMs in badminton. No, it's not big enough. You don't get fun in badminton. No, no one likes it. Cancel it.